0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Incomparable, number 668, May 2023. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I am your level 20 host, Jason Snell, and we are here to discuss a film based on a role-playing game. It is Dungeons & Dragons. um, Not the one that we watched for a rocket surgery a while ago, but Colon Honor Among Thieves, a 2023 fantasy film. Much better, spoilers for this, much better than the previous Dungeons & Dragons film. I am joined by our three players. Uh, Let me introduce them to you now. A level 18 Dungeon Master, Tony Sindelar hello multi-class level 18 dungeon master
1: level one tony hello nerds reporting for whatever a level
0: 18 dungeon master because i'm not gonna try to insult either (laughs) of them scott McNulty, hello
2: (laughs) hello i i'm proud to share the same level as tony scott's been dungeon mastering a lot longer than me (laughs) and he's a level five rogue but
0: multi-classing as a level four soccer Man, its voice says
3: Tuyon. I come from the Soccerman tribes of the mountains, and I will exact revenge with, with his ball. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to imagine. I can't they're, they're, touch it with so my hands. My whir- mean,
1: my whirling
0: spear of destruction. Jason, Jason,
1: Jason, 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 Jason. Not yeah. a ball, an orb, an orb. We're talking yeah, an yeah, an
3: an D and right? D. Orb. Vili- it's the, it's the yeah. sacred
0: Sockerman orb. It is a. It is a magic item. You have to attune to it. It's
3: not an orb, it has to be like a, a sphere-shaped source. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yes, it's a it's a five-foot sphere in front of you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dungeons & Dragons, directed by that kid who played Dungeons & Dragons in Freaks & Geeks. <laughs> um, that's John Francis Daly, along with Jonathan Goldstein. And
3: uh, it,
2: this is a movie
3: who, that... Who made Game Night. Who made Game Night. I, I Game should Night? say, yeah. if, if you saw Game Night and you liked Game Night, the Game Night guys did the Dungeons & Dragons movie. They did who
2: they did I've been playing D&D for as long as uh John Francis Daly has been alive. Oh, how many wow. movies have you made Scott? <laughs> I've made zero. <laughs> well, 37, there you know. so, um, <laughs> so. He wins on that. Yeah.
0: Well, so stick with it. <laughs> let's let's start with the most important part of our discussion of this film, which is um I assume that there are okay, how should I phrase this? Um I watched this with Lauren. Um she said be sure to tell the guys on the podcast that I didn't understand any of the references, but I still enjoyed it. Okay. okay. Done. Pretty good. I'll say I understood some of the references, but then Tony was, before we got started, Tony was like, Oh, I play with people have to do things with the Harper's. And I'm like, Oh, the harpers, a thing I had never heard of. So (laughs) tell me, tell me everybody like, I feel like you can enjoy this movie without knowing the references, but unlike mm-hmm. that old D and D movie where they had a beholder, so they could say, "Hey, it's a beholder, a legendary D and D character or or sorry, race monster, whatever you want to call them, monster, monster, monster." They're in the manual. They're monsters. Okay. Um, it's nice to D and D to give you a manual for monsters. Anyway, uh, I it didn't it didn't feel it's just a mirror to me. <laughs> it it didn't feel so uh overly laden in references that it slowed things down but I would every now and then be like I, I would actually whisper to Lauren I'm like that's a that's a <laughs> that's a spell that you, you, like, you were that guy <laughs> I was a little a little I was doing a little like that's a reference kind of kind of mm-hmm. I got the reference mm-hmm. but um but you know I, so so uh if, 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 I, could, and, if I could lead okay, if sure. I could lead into
3: the 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 more experienced people cuz mm. I have I have performed as an NPC on Total Party Kill, ah. I have I have played our Random Track TPK uh, role playing mm-hmm. modules. Which, no, I Dungeons have, and Dragons. Yeah, I right. have never played Dungeons ah, and Dragons as a player. All
0: right, okay, good. So you're our, you're our uh, sort ah, of test my, case here.
3: My yeah, my experience right. in, uh, uh, in the tropes and, and worlds of Dungeons and Dragons. There were references I got. I knew what a beholder was. Uh, I, I knew I knew what various terms meant uh, that that sort of thing. But I never felt lost. Um, then again, I I have gone, you know, full bore into things that are directly derived on the D&D template and world things like the Final Fantasy games, uh, Dragon's Quest. Um, A lot of video games that that borrow generously, not just in the in the leveling and statistics and that sort of thing, um, but in in a lot of the the vibes, as Mm -hmm. it were, Um, and as an improv performer, um, you know, I, I made up like a tabletop role-playing fantasy thing because growing up in North Texas, uh, D&D, uh, it, it was stigmatized. Some kids' illegal. parents, Yeah. <laughs> some kids' parents just wouldn't let them play. But if it's just a thing that I made up that I shamelessly ripped off of what I could glean from the way that final fantasy did stuff like stats and abilities and classes and that sort of thing. Um, th- then it kind of worked. So, so I, I, uh, I didn't even play store brand D and D. I made my own brand, uh, sort of D and D thing that I played with some friends over a couple of summers. Um, and was always jealous of friends who could play uh, freely, freely um, play Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, it, it's one of the reasons that I love listening to TPK uh, because I didn't get to have that experience that a lot of people did growing up. Uh, so all that said, um, <laughs> opening uh, speech before the battle done. Um, I loved how completely not lost I felt in this movie that I wouldn't say I would not say it is great cinema. It's not Citizen Kane, whatever. But it is a great experience because it is it is just an incredibly fun adventure movie that you didn't have to do homework before seeing to understand anything that happens.
1: So I will say this is uh, – this movie that has the the words D&D uh, on the name of the movie uh, is an extremely D&D trademark brand movie, uh, more so than any of the previous D&D movies that feel a little bit more like they had a fantasy movie and then did a little bit of work to staple on like some – very minor things that are like from d d in order to like cash in on a branding uh, this has a lot of references in it it has the references where every time we need to insert like a proper noun for something we're gonna use an existing thing from the d d world uh even if it's like this is that thing that's far away right like the the rich people who are gonna lend the bad guy money are from baldur's Gate and Waterdeep, which are cities in the d d world right um I got those references the, yeah okay yeah there's software <laughs> we're gonna actually show you things Right, like so, we're we're in the city of Neverwinter, and and we're we're in, we're going to show you this monster, and we tell you the name of it, right? Like you know, the 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 druid turns into an owl bear, and and Chris Pine asks the sorcerer, like, what what's the deal with that? And he's like, it's an owl bear, um, uh, mm-hmm. in case you know, in case you you haven't played D anD D and don't know what an owl bear is, um, you know, a lot of it's covered in the name. It's half owl, half bear. You know, that gets you a and, long and, way. You know,
3: you, you look at it, you look at it, and you go, that looks like a a bear, but also an owl. An owl. Yep. Sure. It's, and it's, if, you're, it's a,
2: if you're if, you're, if if you're me, you say druids cannot wild shape into Almer's movie. <laughs> no, no. Point yeah, of order. <laughs> though, they did. They did update it, Scott, so you can because nerds. I know nerds were
1: furious about that when the uh, the trailer came out. Um, and then there's the there's the subtle references where you know they're in the uh, the Colosseum and there are various monsters that are attacking them, and they're all iconic D and D monsters. But they don't give them names, uh, you know. There's the horrible treasure uh, chest that opens up with its sticky tongue, and that's a mimic. Yes, uh, and you don't need to know that it's a mimic to be like that's scary, and I don't like that. I, there's I, the, I, I, the that was one of my elbowing Lauren moments. Yeah, it's like, a mimic. <laughs>
0: Dan does a funny there's, voice. There's, and does about a mimic. Yeah.
1: There's the (laughs) panther with weird tendrils. That's a displacer beast uh, that honestly, actually, I think they made cooler than how the displacer beast actually is in D and D or at least because the displacer beast is basically just hard to hit. And the idea is it's hard to hit because it it's like in two places at once. Right. And only one of them is real. Uh, So, you know, they, they've got all that stuff in there and the red wizards of Fae and and all of that is from D and D lore. So it's clearly like they started with a story that was D and D and filled it with D and D things So that, you know, you'd have to be a very persnickety D&D nerd to be mad about anything in here. But then there's a question of, like, well... (laughs) I am that D&D nerd. Yeah. And Um, I'm mostly
2: angry at a meta level as well, because then all the things... So the power of the the brand (laughs) coupling of this movie and, you know, Hasbro owning D&D and this movie is that they can these change these things based on the movie right so yes, uh, y- y- they are not technically incorrect because they just make them right because they own both things mm. so <laughs> it's there is uh there is some stuff in here where you know i
1: i saw lots of comparisons of this to an mcu movie in terms of you know it's a big romp and there's lots of cgi and there's quips and it's it's and it's you know it's fine slash good slash you know this is not like it, not, this is not a movie you're gonna watch 30 times with your children um but uh there is the thing also where it's like yeah if we change something about this now we'll change it in the comics because the, the movie is the the most important <laughs> right. reality because mm-hmm. it is the most marketable <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know um that's, that's right but, yeah, yeah, you know, it is full of stuff, and uh, at times I was like, oh yeah, thats oh, what a great choice to make him the Harpers. I wonder if they'll tell you everything you need to know about the Harpers in this movie. They do. That's all you need to know. um you know, so there there is stuff which 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 made it feel like they love you know, presumably someone involved in the writing of this movie loves d and d or cares a lot about d and d, and also knows that d and d is a little silly. I mean, I think to me the the perfect stuff is the amount of plans that they have that do not go well and they have to recover and, and get through it and figure something else out out, is a very uh, D and D experience. And it's goofy, but the, it's not, I mean, it's not that they think Dungeons and Dragons is, is goofy or stupid, but that goofiers and stupid things happen Mm -hmm. when one
0: is playing Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if you can make a movie like this without having it be fun, right? Like that would be the most colossal mistake of all would be Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 This is Dungeons and Dragons. It's very serious. And instead, this movie is very much not. I mean, there are stakes and there, you know, and people are trying to save people or resurrect people and like risk their lives. And all of these things are going on. But it's all because like D&D is a game and you're supposed to have fun. It's all fun.
3: It's very serious about having a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Chris Chris Pine is uh
1: doing some very important work in here as the goofy guy who is not surrounded by goofy guys, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but is is you know perhaps Chris Pine at his most Chris Pine charismatic. Yes. Uh, you know, I I I don't like to think about what this movie looks like if you had not chris pine in that role uh because he's he's surrounded by so many kind of you know comically ponderous people or or you know there's the 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 gruff barbarian and the the paladin who takes everything literally and the you know kind of sad sack sorcerer um the the druid i feel like kind of is a little underwritten but yeah his his uh his, his his charm is uh is pretty critical to enjoying this movie
3: and the 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 druid Uh, she is the the one among the cast who really actively played dnd uh Mm. growing up and uh, i i went to the world premiere at south by southwest and it was it was great um seeing how enthusiastic the audience was and i i hope people got to see this theatrically because it's it's a great theatrical experience movie because everybody is along for the adventure and getting that kind of audience response is is so incredibly crucial um but the uh the uh, the most hilarious pointed thing that got said in the entire Q&A um as part of a question that I asked about what what class each of them would play if they were playing now some of them played for the first time as as a cast um and when it got to her uh she said she said well uh I mean I feel like I've got to play a cleric because for some reason we don't have a cleric in this <laughs> they movie. We don't
0: have a Kenny Healers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, health is a team resource unless you're in a yep. movie, in which case, whatever.
1: Um, you know, you
3: die yeah. or you don't. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
3: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where
1: car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
0: I'm glad, Tony, that you brought up Chris Pine because, you know, Mm -hmm. there are many Chris's out there. (laughs) Too many. Too many, in In, my opinion. But Pine, Pine's my guy. I, I'm mm-hmm. saying, I I just I like one of the reasons that I like Pine not just because he's Captain Kirk although that goes a long way but Pine he's so charismatic and yet he brings a lightness he can he, he is like when I saw this trailer the trailer for this movie and I was like oh D&D movie starring Chris Pine Chris Pine is going to be the hero yeah Chris Pine and then and then I get to the end of the trailer and I'm like he's a bard <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a bard and Yet it's so perfect, right? Because he's not, he is the hero, but he's also the planner and his plans go wrong. And he's not super powerful, but he's very charming. And he's got a, such a light touch. Like I all, I, I enjoy seeing him on screen. And I think he brings that, the ability to have that kind of like lightness and lightweight where I, I, I enjoy the movie and I know that there are stakes and he has stakes. His character has stakes in the movie, but... It also never gets dour when Chris Pine, Chris Pine is around. He is just, uh, he's just. I don't know. He's just. He's he's my choice. He's my favorite. Chris. Mm-hmm. There I said it. No, he's he's fun. I like.
1: I mean. You know, throughout the whole movie, like he just bops a couple people with his loot. <laughs> That's yeah. about it, right? Uh, and 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 it's amusing because he's surrounded by. I mean, we have Michelle Rodriguez as Holga, the inc- relatively powerhouse barbarian who yeah. can take out like ten people as needed. Uh, you know, there's there's Simon the uh, sorcerer who's uh, you yes. know he's ha- he's got some confidence issues, but clearly capable of great things. And then they they recruit kind of the MVP uh, druid who can turn into all kinds of different animals, including in a a long continuous CGI sequence where, uh, I don't know, she's like six different animals uh, being chased through a city. Um, And yeah, I I mean, it's it's uh, it's interesting that he is not, you know, he's not a big sword swinging action hero. He's just he's just a guy with a loot. (laughs) Um, yeah but uh, but, but the, he's the yeah. idea man that's the, what he i the enjoy about man, it is that you know?
0: is that that is a that is a tough role right because the idea man he's it's very important but also shoulders all the blame when the yeah. when plan goes wrong and it's a movie of course the plan is gonna go wrong and, yeah, and the and, plan and goes th- wrong a lot it's literally in the movie right they're like well, well yeah. you know then you get another plan like this is how it works you just keep on coming up with new plans and, until they kill you right that's what we do
1: <laughs> I even kind of like the general premise of the movie. I mean, so they've got it, uh, you know, the title Honor Among Thieves or subtitle there uh, lets you know that this is this is about kind of scoundrelly D&D characters uh, who are perhaps in it to get rich, uh, not necessarily in it to save the day. And though uh, spoilers for the movie, I don't know if we're past the spoiler horn or not. They they have to save the day. But like literally the threat to the world that or city that they then have to save, like appears about 20 minutes before the end of the movie. Right. And it's like, oh, we have to do this also. And I was like, I guess you do, um, but it is not a. Uh, it is, I mean, it is technically in there in a way that's almost a little amusingly stapled on at the end because it is not a movie about like you know defeating forces of darkness and and no. winning things over until
0: the very end where it's like
1: yeah I guess we should turn the boat around right because
0: they got to collect <laughs> some stuff right they got to yeah. collect some stuff because they're trying to do this thing and then there are there are things that get in the way he's trying to resurrect mm-hmm. his wife who was killed because of something he blames himself for and uh, so they have a series of quests they have to go on, including some pretty hairy ones where they have to go into uh, a... like is it an underworld is it i don't know the, 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 Under underdark? Dark. the underdark the underdark oh yes mm-hmm. the underdark I've never, see you're lucky du- i've never sent a you a to dungeon. the underdark jason a yeah. dungeon well i i did it's a land it's a land there are dungeons yeah, it is a dungeon. the underdark yeah. not a dungeon okay it is not it a is dungeon, not sir people live there i had i brought in a checklist for this movie which was dungeon and dragon and i i left checked
3: jason i'll i'll have you know i lived in the underdark for a solid two semesters in college
1: it's great okay also Drow. drow drow, yeah oh. spiders yeah. most famously a yeah lot of spiders okay. that's and that's where mm-hmm.
0: stranger things happens right stranger things is in mm-hmm. the underground well, yeah. right
1: <laughs> let's not do that uh in the i mean the movie starts jason with people imprisoned in what you might think of as a prison but i will think of as a dungeon
0: mm, okay mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. could be could be in a in a comedy mm, yeah. scene comedy yeah. imprisonment scene where it's uh can we talk our way out of this i got a plan I'm going to order some DoorDash for the for the judges and it's a it's a plan. It's one of those Chris Pine uh, oh. wacky plans that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yes, uh, that was also a good bit where it's like, "Oh, they were going to let them out, but then they escaped." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. it didn't it didn't really matter. Yeah, it it is you got the dungeons, you got the dragons, um but you're right, there is that moment at the end where it's like, "Oh, actually there is a colossal evil thing that's about to happen. I guess we got to fight that." Okay. And, but it, it's only in, in the last 20 minutes up to that point. It is literally, we have some, we have some quests that we have to do in order to get to the point where we want to resurrect Chris Pine's um, dead wife. And then, you know, it, it, and Hugh Grant stands in the way as, as you do. I, I enjoyed Hugh Grant. I thought Hugh Grant, uh, you know, he knows what he's good at. I think yeah. Hugh Grant does. And it's this, it's this charismatic and charming, smarmy, bad guy rogue type guy like Mm -hmm. this is I mean did they write the the real philosophical question is did they write this part for Hugh Grant or did they write this part and go oh Hugh Grant it was got it had to be one of those because this is a Mm -hmm. very very Hugh Granty kind of part. I that. And Jeremy
1: that. Irons was already in one D movie. <laughs> That's we're not right. going to trick him into coming back for this one. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. We we burned that bridge,
2: but good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it yeah. strikes me that Hugh Grant is having a lot of fun mm-hmm. chewing the scenery in mm-hmm. this movie. Slightly less than Jeremy Irons was chewing the movie, uh, chewing mm-hmm. the scenery in uh,
3: the previous D movie. And I I don't know if we're if we're blowing a spoiler horn or if we're just well, kind we're of just, considering everything. I we're, think g- we're just open rolling here. with it. Yeah. Um, uh, supporting supporting part that I mean got more prominence in the trailer than he does in the movie. Reggae Jean Page mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic.
0: Oh, oh, let me tell you. So I was I gonna mean, I was gonna get to him. So he's the paladin, <laughs> and he appears. Is is insufferably a paladin. And then at some point he's like, I'm gonna let you guys take it the rest of the way. And he gets That's out. A great exit. It's yeah. So good. It's because yeah. and I felt that I felt the D there. It's like he's parachuting in. And paladins, as somebody who played a paladin, it's like the paladins are like, he's really good. I hate him. Right? Yep. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Perfect. Also, I mean, Jason,
1: it's literally like we had someone available for like two sessions in the middle of the adventure, yeah. and then he couldn't eat, and then his scheduling wasn't available. He's like, I got a, uh, I got a thing on got, Tuesdays got, now. Sorry, yeah, yeah Tuesdays yeah. I'm a night hard, class. Guys, yeah, it's so, like but no, you're I, so you're so cool. Please come to our group. He's like, nope, I got other things to do. I, I <laughs> well, just, uh, we did the thing. We got the helmet. I'm just gonna just say my guy walked away on the beach. Okay, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
3: The 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 beautiful thing that happened again at the premiere during the Q and A. Uh, usually in those. It's just it's utterly dreadful when somebody gets up to the microphone and goes, oh, hey, can I have a selfie? Hey, can you shout out my grandpa? Hey, uh, you know, would you would you give me a hug? Except in this case, it totally worked. Uh, An older black woman gets up to the microphone and she says, "Reggae jean Page, I just want to say you are amazing and I love you. And I'm so sorry to do this, but. Can I please get a hug? And Regé-Jean Page, almost as if in character, strides across the stage, leaps off, takes her in his arms, and the whole place utterly melts down. Um, and it, it's that kind of energy that he brings to the part that that makes people go, I wish I had a whole movie of him. But frankly, the the, the tactical portion of him that we got was exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no, you don't. That was perfect. It was perfect. (laughs) Yeah.
0: In fact, that's one of the things that I think that that character brings that's so funny is he's not there at the beginning. He's really reluctant. Uh, You know, everybody hates him. And um, but he's such a hero. And then he strides away. I mean, great, great exit. Great introduction, too. He pulls the baby
1: cat out of the the baby tabaxi right out of a giant fish. Uh, People are like, yeah, he's he's
0: in a much more heroic. This is the impression, right? Is he's in a much more heroic movie that our dumb main characters are not in.
2: Yeah. Yes, he's he's several levels above them. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, he, he is. is. <laughs> yeah. so I'll help you out. So he's not going to stick around with them. He's like, eh, you're not doing anything for me. I'll help <laughs> you. I'll get you the helmet that I hid, and then you can go do whatever you need to do. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> he also has an extremely aggressive uh, D&D name
1: uh, that starts with an X, and then his, his last name starts with a Y. That's, uh, you know, yeah. that's very, very D&D. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Delve into the shadows of the mind
2: with sleeping dogs.
0: That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. I thought Michelle Rodriguez did great. Like I, I haven't seen her in anything in a while because I don't watch Fast and Furious movies. I was she's in say, the Fast and, and you, Furious <laughs> movies, right? <laughs> she's, well, well she's, she, in. she's in a lot of them.
1: But okay. she, I mean, spoilers: yeah. she dies, and then she has amnesia, <gasps> and then she's back. Oh, uh, but it yeah. turns out she, does, she didn't but, die. Spoiler: twelve
3: years ago or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, death, the ultimate
1: amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Fast and Furious movies, but I won't tell you which one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think she's fine. I mean, it's, a, it's not the, the hugest uh, uh, range for this character. There's a little bit. I mean, I like that she's the surrogate mother. There's a, you know, D&D character. She's got a backstory, right? Yes. She's been kicked out of her tribe. Uh, that would actually probably be one of my uh, few complaints with the movie is uh, I did not like the special effects of her uh, uh, ex-husband, I guess. I, I wasn't sure of the legal status of their
2: relationship. <laughs> but uh Yeah. So but what yeah. an uh, a strange cameo. cameo. Yes, yeah. uh,
3: Bradley Cooper playing a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like did, did we did we need this? Was it as funny in execution as think, you thought it was going to be? Uh, but
0: yeah, we got Bradley Cooper though and we can't really cut yeah.
1: it out cuz we got him. I think but, what's hard is they mm, went with in this cuz he's a halfling, right? right? And halflings are you know, I mean, just checking. None of you is a Hasbro lawyer on this podcast, right? Yep, we're all we're all good. No, nope. uh, ha- ha- halflings are hobbits, people. Yeah, <laughs> right. They're one hundred percent hobbits, and in all of the D D materials, they're hobbits. And they instead, for this, I guess because they don't want to look like Lord of the Rings, instead of them being you know short, round, little people, he's just like a scaled down
0: guy. Yeah, and that's weird. <laughs> are, Tony, wouldn't you say that they're more fifty percent? well oh this is half All right, oh. math people love that oh. people, people tune in for the math that's um, right it says yep. uh, expressed as a percentage what are you talking mm-hmm. about yeah um my favorite part of this movie i think might be the underdark um mm. because i enjoy the teleportation nonsense that happens i i there's think a, rope is briefly discussed
1: before teleporting yes yeah no. yeah
0: i mean i do i, I the the climax the, the idea okay there's a there's an ongoing MacGuffin that involves ultimately that involves a a portable hole that is used in the, in a chest so that they can do you know get people into the right places and and then they have to like push up because it's on the ground and then and, it- and then it ends up not mattering. And it, it, it totally doesn't. But that business, along with some of the Underdark kind of business that goes on, I really enjoyed the mechanics of it. And, and Tony, to your point, like, I, I don't know. It feels very D&D. Like, it's just a fun fantasy thing that they have to do with some mechanics mm-hmm. that are interesting in order There's to get them to the next you, scene. There's is is a dragon. You get a dragon. a dragon. A
1: dragon that is both, uh, I would say, almost like a metaphor for this movie, threads that it is a dragon. It is a big fire breathing fantasy dragon that is a menace, but is also pretty comical because it's like a, a big round cartoon dragon that rolls over stuff that yeah. is, 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 you know, so well not, not your dragon. Yeah, not yeah. your traditional dragon proportions. <laughs> no,
0: he's a he's a he's a big boy.
3: Yeah. I,
1: yeah, yeah, I
3: mean I was kind of two minds about it where I was like are we doing the cheap fat joke? Is that what's happening? But it was it was also just kind of practically speaking making the size of the dragon uh, making it difficult for the dragon to attack things mm-hmm. and finding a way to defeat it. So it I, it didn't bug me as as much as I think it might have, but it still bugged me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a way of, of defanging the dragon too a little bit. Where it's yeah. like, "Oh no, we have to we have to fight the dragon." Well, this well, thinking it's like,
1: guys, this is halfway through the movie. This can't be our
2: our, our right. big
1: big bad thing right here, right? Like we we gotta save right. stuff the, for the end. And the dragon um, can't
2: be scarier than the Red Wizard of Fay yeah. trying to convert everyone into zombies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. I one of my favorite scenes is the which i think also feels very dnd uh is when they are trying to track down the mcguffin and they finally reach some graveyard that they've been trying to get to for quite a while and oh. they dig up multiple corpses to do the same uh thing over and over again so they ask them five questions and and they're real bad at it at first uh to to comic delight mm-hmm. uh that felt ex- aggressively
0: like and things that have happened around the table, and the TNT. one guy who they only ask four questions of, and he's yes, like, "No, please help!" Yeah. And they bring him back yeah. in, the, in what in the credits. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good bit. It's a, a funny bit. See, see, so I guess I mean you could say this is a series of set pieces and a series of comedy bits, and it's all kind of woven together. But I think it feels uh like a movie i i just you know it's it's not this is not gonna this, it's not gonna blow anybody away but i was thoroughly entertained and i went in being like i don't know it's the D movie is it gonna be any good our friend todd vaziri worked on it he's one of only two people who worked on both this and that other D movie um, all the other ones have walked into the ocean and he did i will i will admit that uh that that i got a text from todd like six months ago where he was like I can't say anything about this movie other than to say, I think it's better than the other d d movie. It's like, yes, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it is. Yes, I it, concur. And you know what? I Sometimes I walk out of movies and I think that hit the spot, right? Like, is it going to change my life? Is it like, oh, you got to see it. It's amazing. Kind of No, but no. I was thoroughly entertained. And for a movie that's running over, it runs over two hours as movies do these days, I wasn't bored. I was thoroughly entertained. I really enjoyed it. It took me on a ride. I laughed at some of the references, but I also liked how knowing and winking it was about the fact that this is an adventure and the purpose of it is to have fun and go on an adventure. Uh, And, you know, it it just that there was something about it. I think that they obviously the directors uh, get it. Right. Like in the end, this did not feel like a, a a previous D&D movie or a Super Mario Brothers kind of movie where it's sort of like, yes, I know what the kids like about video <laughs> games and or role playing <laughs> games. Uh, no, it, this is like I, I could see that this is a labor of love by people who totally get it uh, being paid by Hasbro to uh, put it on screen. <laughs> but still, that who get it.
2: And they should be applauded for resisting the temptation to make it into this ponderous epic that takes itself yes. way too seriously, because that's the other way you can go with this source material, right? It's like everything is super important, and it you know you're fighting gods or trying right. to save the world, or you know your, your your heroes are are you know gods amongst men, and and it's super important, uh, and while that's a valid. Certainly you can tell interesting stories that way. Uh, I think that uh, this material is better served with this kind of, because it really felt to me like I was watching somebody's, like they just had a D&D campaign that they based this movie on mm-hmm. uh, and fictionalized it. And so it felt very, as a D&D player, it felt very familiar and
3: entertaining. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mr. Todd Vasiri and the effects. Yes. My favorite effect in the entire movie. Is the um, the uh, mutating, morphing illusion of Chris Pine
1: <laughs> breaking down? <yeah. laughs> breaking down. <laughs> uh,
3: it it just it gave me so much joy.
1: That was one of the few I felt like that wasn't uh, seeded into the trailer. Uh, you know, the tr- the trailer unfortunately gives you like everything <laughs> that's going to be in the movie except uh, except that one, which is delightful. So because uh, it, it you know, the trailer includes the th- the part where they're like the rug turns into quicksand and they're popping through holes sure. and all that things. But yes, the uh, the. <laughs> chris illusion going broken robot uh because the the sorcerer is like stuck his foot is stuck on a rock is uh was delightful and terrifying (laughs) i'm just curious uh you know how how do people feel about kind of the overarching story i think i was a little apprehensive that it felt like kind of your classic comic book uh fridging of the wife later it it kind of goes in a different direction I think a little bit but that that's a rough place to start any kind of action adventure movie from in terms of feeling both kind of uh like a overused trope. Uh, So, you know, I didn't love that as a starting place. I think it came around for me a little bit when they don't bring the wife back and that he, you know, he realizes other stuff, but it did kind of feel like, you know, a woman has been murdered for the purposes of plot. Uh, The plot will now
3: commence. (laughs) I I felt, I felt not great about it at first, but like as when I saw where the movie was going and once it got there, it worked better for me in that, uh, you know, granted there's some of that, like, um you know disney princess dead mom uh, mm-hmm. syndrome to it um but the the beautiful thing to me about about what leads to the decision to bring holga back is it it makes this big adventure movie not about striving for immortality but accepting and processing grief mm-hmm. where the 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 act of the wife dying is a thing that that happened uh, that happened in the past and is part of the setup of this is where we begin the story we begin the story in the aftermath of all that mm-hmm. um and it ended up working really well for me as a result
1: i think that the start of the movie is a little i think tonally awkward where you know you have the like Horrible. I think he's an orc. They don't they don't label him, but who comes in like and it's 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 like when they're loading unloading the velociraptor at the start of the Jurassic Park. Right. They've got the, the cage right. that like hooks into the jail and then they're bringing him and they drew and he's like, you know, he's harassing uh the uh Michelle Rodriguez character. Like, I think the combination of that and then like your the wife has been tragically murdered, like. I am glad that that is not a tone that persists throughout the rest of the movie. It's a little rough as as a, a one two punch at the beginning uh cuz it's not what the tone of the rest of the movie is is going to be,
0: right? It's the uh you know, yeah, that's me. I guess you're wondering how I got to this point. Kind of thing, right, where it's the the prison pardon heist thing is zany mm-hmm. comedy bits and then there's also the uh the the dead wife and we've got the um the the setup with the failed or like partially failed attempt by the previous party um mm-hmm. to steal the right thing so like i yeah i i think i had that moment too where i'm like wait a second what movie is this when we get to the um the prison in fact i mean i enjoyed the prison scene but uh, it was it was jarring that 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 was happening after that first scene i agree
1: the other thing I was kind of—I don't know if anyone else has thoughts on. Uh, again, I I like a lot about the movie and how it looks. I love that we've got some appearances by D and D character types that uh, are expensive to do, right? In terms of, so you've got the Birdman uh, Judge that they used to escape out from jail. That's an, an Arakocra, and one of the other people on the pa- on the panel is a Dragon Forge. Uh, I'm sorry. Dragonborn reports that is. Sorry, one of the other people on the panel is a dragonborn, which is a dragon person. Uh, We've got a a cat person, which is a tabaxi. I think I was a little expecting there to be more. I mean, there's basically a reference to the fact that Simon is a half elf and we've got the tiefling with uh, horns, but very human centric party. And it felt a little bit odd to not have kind of more dwarves and elves as your kind of classic fantasy D&D characters. There's like that one dwarf who's very dwarfy in the uh, in the arena at the end before he gets murdered. Um, and I don't know. I was a little uh, surprised that they didn't choose to have uh, someone like that in the in the party. Um, I wondered perhaps why they might have chosen to do that.
3: Something, something that I mean, I, that I headcanon about that was that kind of along the lines of the 2009 Star Trek, where they were going, let's do a take on Star Trek that that doesn't feel like it was only made for the people that are mm-hmm. completely obsessed with this already. And and I think that there is something to going. Hold on, we'll we'll get to all the weird stuff. We're gonna make sure that most of your most prominent characters are extremely humanoid or you know humanoid with a tail um mm-hmm. and we're just not going to show you much of the tail in the trailers um just that person turning into an owlbear. um so i i think that might be a piece of it um I, and and i think another piece of it might be um just letting the world breathe and leaving the door open to you know we we learned about tieflings uh, and maybe, maybe in the next movie we, we go, you know, deeper on elven and dwarven stuff. Uh, and then on the third hand of, out of two, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's the notion of, well, rings of power. Yeah. Right? I wondered
1: about that. Cause you would not mistake this for rings of power really at any moment. Yeah. Rings, rings of power being a, you know, the Lord of the Rings show that is just full of dwarves and elves, just dwarfing and elfing it up all over the place. Right. Uh, and you would, you would not mistake five minutes of this for that at at any point
0: (laughs) it feels like a a very specific creative choice i noticed that in the um the stat blocks that they posted for all the characters they're all simply listed as humanoids Mm -hmm. i think and i wonder if there was a creative choice of like we'll make some nods with the with the tiefling uh horns and with the sort of the half elf implication, we'll make some nods to the races in D and d, but we're not gonna say like in Tolkien, you know we're not gonna say there are all these different races of people, and they're very different, and we're gonna have to mm-hmm. make them yeah. up differently or use effects to be differently, plus, as we have discussed over the course of playing d and d for a while. Implicit in a lot of the D&D yeah. racial typing is racism. Is racism. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, so and they have been, you know, that is a
1: thing that they have been trying to move away from in recent designs in a way that I guess you could say is represented in this movie where it's like. Yeah there are lots of dwarven miners but there's lots of that being people who work in mines. Uh but also your dwarven character doesn't have to know anything about mines if you don't right. want yeah. to, right? They they can be a wizard, a cleric, a ranger, a, a you know, a bard. They can do whatever they want. Um,
3: yeah, something I I really especially appreciate about them not going real hard on front and centering a dwarven character um, you know, in the way that we had in the Lord of the Rings movies is that I, I feel like as Peter Dinklage will has had to say over and over and over, how long is it going to take us to do better about this? Mm-hmm. The, you know, people, dwarfs deserve better representation than, Hey, we're going to just, uh, dress them up and do the Tolkien thing again. Um, and I, I, You know, if if it was in in the interest of not being confused by the uh, confusing to the casual viewer as to whether this was part of Rings of Power or Lord of the Rings stuff uh, in general, or it was, you know what, let's launch this and then let's do that right or better or figure out a better way to do it. Um, I, I, I would hope that that is something that they look to in doing a follow up is further pushing things ahead in ways that uh, I, know, I know some D&D fans are not happy about, um, but people with a more progressive mindset have been uh, forcefully pushing for better representation of things that in their origins, like just because that's how it started, just how that that is how it was conceived blah, 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 decades ago, doesn't mean that that's the way that it needs to continue to be going forward.
1: And it is, it is, you know, with Lord with the Rings of Power, you know, that is a show that's basically like let us spend hours talking about dwarven and elven culture. It's a little bit trickier if it's like, well, we want a character that's a, a, a dwarf or an elf. How do we not make them just a shortcut? you know caricature stereotype that that is a harder thing in a movie it's also you know i mean i feel like this is you know this has that uh marvel mcu pg13 we want to make as much money every character is going to be uh you know visually charismatic and and yeah. and, and pretty people uh yeah. and like we can't do we, you know no, i'm not elves can be very pretty it's a little harder with dwarfs. Uh, uh, on, I, I also so. think
2: it's it's cheaper not to have yeah. a dwarf on camera yeah. all the time yeah. Yeah. so no uh, yeah. that i think helps and just to I I wouldn't read too much into the stat block listing them as humanoids because to get super uh, technical about D&D. But why wouldn't I? Uh, those are not actually character sheets. Yeah, right? they're they're, they're monster. They're stat blocks. Sure. And a humanoid is a type of uh, – so every humanoid thing has the humanoid type. I just feel like, you know, th- like you could say maybe because maybe in fact
0: that's why they did it that way. But like, you know. Everything's a light touch because they're all just actors with makeup, essentially. Even Michelle Rodriguez, you could argue she's a, you know, maybe she's a half giant or something, right? But she's not. She's just a big, strong lady. She's just a barbarian. (laughs) And and, and we're just going to leave it there. And I think that, yeah, I mean, this is the, uh, it's a bigger kind of... meta D issue but the idea is you know D with the many races it, the advantage of that is you can sh- you can show a world where there is great diversity and the the races in the D world are showing that there are different cultures and they come together and all of that but the the issues are among the issues are when you try to map the races to yeah human cultures and say every these people are different and when you try to say um, certain races can only do certain things or be certain ways or have very specific traits that boost them or drop them. That's when you start to you look at it and go, mm, that's maybe not, not the best, not, not yeah. the best movement. I think this movie is just like, we're going to imply some of it, but we're not going to go too far because sure. it, it is cheaper to just put makeup on, on actors and have them all be pretty and charismatic yeah. and just, T- tinted a little bit toward a D
1: because even thing. i mean even you know a tiefling druid is not a common thing that you would come across in D and uh you know in D D books that would have been written you know in very recent time probably i think the, the 4e handbook uh has you know that the character player's handbook has a thing that's like you know tieflings are descended from devils <laughs> and uh as such tieflings are usually uh you know warlocks and uh sorcerers <laughs> It's like we all have to be warlocks and sorcerers. What if I want to live in the woods and be a druid? It's like no, you no, gotta be that. That's um, not how it works. Well, and even you know, I guess that's an interesting thing then too with who they decide is going to be your uh, your big bad in this movie, right? Uh, where we have it, the, these these people, the Red Wizard of They, uh, Wizards of They, who are. Uh, as far as I can tell, spooky humans. Yes, <laughs> not not a you know a race of uh, fantasy creatures that are evil, but humans that have made some some bad deals uh, with some dark forces and wish to turn everyone into zombies. Because uh, yeah, that would also probably not work great if you know the only people of non-human uh, representation in the movie were your were
0: your villains. Um, yeah, you are um, not going to be surprised to know that also those stat blocks indicate that all of our heroes. Are chaotic good? It checks out. Did you see the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty accurate, and yeah. that and that everybody else is a sort of evil. Hugh Grant is neutral evil, of course, as as you might expect. And the Paladin, as you might expect, ugh, the Awful Paladin, good. lawful good. Of course, he is. <laughs> yep. So annoying. Oh, so annoying. Um, actually, what I was going to say earlier when Scott was talking about how it's good that this movie has a little bit of a light touch and does not, it's not everything is serious in the end of the world, is I was going to contrast that with. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, for example, or Game of Thrones, like there's a place for, oh, it's very serious fantasy, Mm -hmm. but like I love that there's a place for something that doesn't take it so seriously. That care obviously cares a lot, and I think this is the influence of the Marvel movies, where it's the same thing. Like the Marvel movies, yes, there are stakes, yes, there are emotions, but also we're here to have fun. We care about this, but also we want to have a good time, and that that vibe comes through with this. That that if you if you contrast this to some of the other most popular fantasy stuff of the last couple of decades. It could be so serious and not, yeah. and, you know, they're, Too serious. And e- even when there are jokes, the jokes are more like, Oh, a bit of whimsy. And then, <laughs> Oh, the swords are back. Right. Like, and, and this is not like that. This is just, it, there's jokes. There's lots of jokes. It's while well, there's action. It's
2: great. It's, it's, it's certainly not the primary reason this movie exists but it is a two-hour advertisement for the dungeons and dragons game as well right and so you wouldn't (laughs) want you want it to be fun so that people who are watching it think maybe i too can do this dungeons and dragons thing and how can i give hasbro more money (laughs) exactly Um, hasbro's like we have many ways you can give us so many ways
1: I, I started thinking of you know the, the Hugh Grant character who is somehow ruling a entire city that he then just is like ripping them off and I started being like where is Hugh Grant's monologue about heavy is the head that wears the crown I actually just whatever I was like oh it's not that movie he's not he's not tormented by the bureaucracy he's just no, a guy who steals stuff he's just a con <laughs> this man was the, he was just this was just the biggest con that's mm-hmm. all it was he you know mm-hmm. power is not so exciting it's uh you know so many meetings <laughs>
0: just fill, fill my boat up with gold and let me sail into the sunset He can't get
2: uh-huh. the temperature of the tea
0: right and he yeah he,
2: he just wants to steal their money Look, hugh grant
0: yeah. is now canonically plus five charisma so mm. <laughs> just dude, i it, it's true it's true he, mm-hmm. he in fact when he's not wearing armor he, his charm is just so disarming it's hard to hit him it's i love it it's yes accurate entirely that's what it is like oh that guy oh but he's a no no he's bad don't 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 listen to him He's he's trying to steal your daughter away. Um. Yes. In this st- again, the stakes of the movie. He steals Chris Pine's daughter because he's a bad man. He's a very bad man.
2: Well, he wants to give her uh, a better life than Chris Pine can give her. So well, I it's mean, really I see altruistic, it. Jason.
0: Mm, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't figured out an angle yet to how he's yeah. going to use her in one of his schemes, but he will. He will. Well, this is you know. Oh, I I wanted to mention before we go my favorite reference in the entire mm. thing that you it's
3: i think it's my say my my favorite one that and the moment i previously. saw it i was
0: like uh, you know again it was uh, it's that mm-hmm. meme of the pointing at the screen <laughs> is the characters from the dungeons and dragons cartoon from the 80s when which i watched they're in I'm this sorry. they're in this <laughs> oh you, know, uh, you know at the time at the time in that context it was like a, a continuing story and it, like it was actually it was one of the better cartoons that were on at that in that era like, let just trust me it was, it was bad it was dark times tony anyway the, those characters are in the movie They're, they are among the other groups that are in the uh in the various uh tests in the arena and all of that and they you know it's very clear because it's it's a kid with a pointy hat and a <laughs> and a guy with a with, yellow with, and red you know it's you can you, see know, you can, you can yeah. see like they they have their little outfit but it is such a great dumb tip of the cap it doesn't it doesn't matter unless you know it right it does not get in the way but i loved it so much seeing that cuz i did i really did love that show when i was whatever 14 13 so it was great to see that reference made as well uh, i'm not sure there was a reference to the uh the earlier dungeons and dragons movie unfortunately nobody Probably. no monsters wearing you know blue lipstick or something it's too bad <laughs> is that was that yours moises
3: Yeah, that was absolutely. Yeah, it's it's exactly the right kind of fan service. You know, you you could do fan service in the way that, you know, requires you to have memorized the monster manual and know this, that and the other thing. But this is something that rewards fans of, uh, you know, when when there was no Star Wars after the original trilogy in in like real canon canon form after Return of the Jedi. And until I don't know, I guess. The, the attempt that was Shadows of the Empire during the dark years um, where, yeah, there were novels, but they were they were the expanded universe. They weren't necessarily definitely what Lucas was going to continue on with in in a similar drought of anything other than the game itself. The thing that d and fans had was that cartoon, which hate it, love it or survive it. That's what you had. And so for people who really watched the crap out of that cartoon. Whether they loved it or not, that was what they had. And and that kind of right. little tipping of the hat to uh, to folks who struggled through the less big budget, less mass market uh, version of something. I just think that's cool. I think it's a nice acknowledgement of, of fans.
0: If you were a kid in 1984, I'm just saying, that was pretty good. Don't watch it now. <laughs> I'm sure it's terrible. It, it had like ha- half the cast of... What was it? Adam Rich was in it. Willie Ames was in it. Donnie Most was in it. I mean... Okay, I don't know, but it was, look, it was 1984. There was nothing on. There was literally nothing on TV. That's what we had to watch, and we watched it.
3: Reruns of The Greatest American Hero. I have no nostalgia for the D&D cartoon whatsoever. I,
1: Same. Yeah, I, really, I, I
0: absolutely do, but I have not seen it since, nor do I ever want to.
1: <laughs> so where do we think uh they go from this movie? Like, is there are they, are they going to try and make this a franchise? What would a good franchise look like? Uh, how 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 are they going to run this into the ground?
3: They they've they've got to keep going with these characters. I mean, why spend all this effort to to set them up and not not continue along with them? Why jump to another party? Let's, let's well, I can uh,
1: tell you why because that would be the very D D thing to do would be to do another <laughs> story with different characters mm-hmm. in you know and. Only loosely in the same fantasy setting, right? That that to me would be the uh, the the different D and D experiences. Like, let's do one of these every three years with whatever five a list celebrities we can get, and they have to do some stuff, and that's and they go on an adventure, and then we'll do it again. And if we do six of them, the sixth one will be Dark Sun. Well, Uh, (laughs) then they would use all the same
3: actors from this playing completely different characters. That I would also
1: watch. So (laughs) yeah, I, I mean, it feels like the obvious thing to do if it's a franchise is like we stick with these characters. But to me, the mistake is like, no, D and D is about, let's go to a new group of people and see what they do and see how they bounce off each other. Uh, but I guess that doesn't, that doesn't fit the, the formula. Well, it it <laughs> sounds
0: to me like their plan is to potentially do a film sequel that would potentially have some of these actors in it. My guess there will be, be uh, down to how expensive the actors are. Yes,
2: no Chris Pine. I would and imagine.
0: then, uh, <laughs> and then they're also planning. Although again, writer strike. Who knows what will actually happen? A uh, a streaming TV series that is not really connected to the film. So Hasbro, it's a,
3: it's a big franchise.
0: It, it, there's a lot of room. There's a lot of room there. But yeah, my my thought when when uh, this subject came up was. Yes, we will put a script into development involving all the characters in here, and we'll continue developing it until it becomes clear that that's more money than we're willing to spend. (laughs) (laughs) At which point it'll be new characters, because the star is Dungeons and Dragons.
3: So this (laughs) this movie was originally slated for release in 2021, and they had a great opportunity to work and rework it and rework it and rework it until they could actually start shooting it. And it's been done for a while. And based on the way they were talking at the at the world premiere, it would have taken the movie flopping to an incredible degree for them to not make a follow-up. Mm. And it sure sounds like they've already got ideas of where they go in a second one and a third one.
0: Yeah. And the movie did pretty well. So... Yeah. True. And Hasbro. streaming. Paramount has a streaming
3: ch- service they need to put stuff in. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. also true, yeah. right? So, you know, I mean money, it, money, money. It stayed in, it stayed in theaters like eight Shazam twos. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. The atomic <laughs> unit for how long something stays in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the yep. Shazam two. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing nothing lower yeah, than it's, that. It's uh yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean it, it would be many, many Liz trusses, but uh, <laughs> yes. but yeah, just yeah. like eight Shazam twos. Eight
0: Shazam twos. <laughs> All right. Well, um if you've listened this far and you haven't seen the movie, it's fun. You should see it it's on paramount plus as we record this in the u.s i'm sure it's available wherever movies are distributed via <laughs> rental or purchase or streaming uh, in it's, some it's available
2: in your local comic shop where yeah you that's right and that's one to
0: grow books. on uh mm-hmm. all right this is the end of the adventure uh but we'll return again with these characters <laughs> in a different format. I don't know what J- I'm
1: talking about. J- J- Jason doesn't know how to, run, to no, end an I adventure. Do. He's now a bit of a dungeon master. Then, this, <sighs> is,
0: this is a, the end of the episode. I've enjoyed talking about this with my panelists. Will there be another Dungeons and Dragons movie? Tony Sindelar. Uh It remains to be seen. Thanks for having me. Goodbye, nerds. Is there a Chris who is better than Chris Pine? I don't think so. Scott McNulty, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks for having me. I hope the sequel is Dungeons & Dragons, colon, The Adventures of Jarnathan. <laughs> <laughs> Why will Hasbro keep taking all
0: of our money? Moises Jujan, thanks for being here.
3: Um, because people like me who don't understand the reference that was just made will spend all of their money to understand the reference.
0: For answers to questions such as these... <laughs> Visit your local library or listen to Total Party Kill or just come back next week for another episode of The Incomparable. Goodbye, everybody!